What's brewing, ATX? I'm Jonathan Ratcliffe, alongside my co-host Ian Grossman and Greg S. Carlson. Thank nope. you for joining us for another episode. We've got a great show for you today. Remember, this is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world to interviews with local small businesses and those making a large impact on our community. And of course, each week we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit so that you can get your little taste of all that Austin has to offer. This week we will continue with part two of our three-part real estate series. In part one, we discuss steps to buying a home, and today we will focus on sell on the selling side. We'll be sharing five tips for selling your home and netting the most money. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Give us that five-star rating and let us know if you have any suggestions on topics or guests that may be perfect for the show. Be sure to stick around for the weekly brew. brew. Greg, before we start on our selling tips, our five tips for selling a home, what are we drinking today? Well, boys, we're in for a real Christmas treat today. Today we're sipping on... Christmas in May. Yep, that's right. Today we're sipping on Independence Brewing Company's Power and Light Session IPA. Located on 3913 Todd Lane over in the 78744, also known as the Fofo. Uh, Independence (laughs) Brewing has been around since 2004 and currently has six tasty brews to indulge in. And we're going to be sipping on one of those bad boys today. Uh, The brewery itself has 25 employees and sells everything from beer to t-shirts to dog toys. You certainly won't be disappointed with the scenery as their east side location features a massive bar and a a stage for live music. So head on over to Independence Brewing Company today. Sounds like a good old day. It's it's great. great. This is the Power and Light Session IPA. Session. Cheers, boys. You're right there. It's pretty good. This is very good. This is just Ooh, what Santa Claus ordered. I already, I already know what Ian's going to say. It's very hoppy, isn't it's it? It's hoppy, isn't it? It's hoppy. You feel like it. You're not usually a hoppy, a hopster. I'm not always a hopster. No. I'm more of a citrusy IPA guy. Oh. Okay. So you really. But this isn't bad. Like that one that we had that one Last time. week, the blood yeah. work. Yeah. That or. A few weeks ago, we had the Last Stand Citrus Smash IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been to that brewery twice in the last two weeks what? just to drink that beer. Whoa. So they got me. Well, this is good. Independence. I like Independence. I've had theirs a few times. You guys ever been to, this, to the actual location? Nope. No? no. It looked really cool. Like, the bar's huge and nice and clean in there. Nice. And they sell dog toys. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Very Austin. You, you know what I found interesting? Yeah. I clicked on their dog link on their website, and it said that the page couldn't be found. So I don't know what they're doing with dogs over there. but <laughs> Maybe uh, it's seems like, maintenance. Yeah. Maybe they love dogs. They love dogs. Well, well folks, I love beer. Take... <laughs> <laughs> No, this is, I think that we I think we all needed this right now. Yeah. End of the day, it's rainy, it's kind of gross out, so yeah. And then we're all out and about today. Honestly, let's let's put some um, what's the word? 
What, what, what am I looking for? Jazz. Let's put some jazz on. Let's no. Put some pep let's in your step. Put some pedals on our feet. <laughs> Actually, I was gonna say let's. Some you know slippers. What? Just scratch what I was. Let's wet say. our whistles. Let's just do all the things going. you guys are talking about. Seller tips. Seller tips. We'll, we'll jump right into it. Yeah, we've yeah. got five tips today for selling your home. Again, we talked about buyers a few weeks ago, and Greg's going to hit us with the first seller tip. Yeah, so seller tips. This stuff's really important. You guys want to pay attention because it's going to ultimately save you time and money. So tip number one, don't try to time the market. Why? Hmm. Because you can't. You can't just have a crystal ball. And... uh, well, okay, so a lot of times sellers, they say, well, I'm going to wait uh, for home prices to keep going up and going up and going up. Well, can you predict the future? Have you ever been able to do that before? I sure can't. Me either. A lot of times sellers like to think they can do that because they have a dream, but that's not what you should do when you're selling a house. So what happens if, if the market drops? Then, yeah. Then they're, they're upset, huh? Then they're upset. And you don't want to be upset, do you? When is the best time to know how much you can get for your home? Can you know what you're going to get for your house next year? No, but you can know right now. Right now. That's right. Yeah. Matter of fact, the best time to sell was 20 years ago and right now, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we said. I thought it was plant a tree. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Oh, I mixed The second best time? I mixed them up today. It really does the truly, it's based on your circumstances. You know, if you are... For example, an empty nester, you know, your kids just went off to college and you're living in this big old 3,000 square foot home in Dripping Springs or wherever your market is, you know, an outskirt that you want to be maybe in a smaller square footage home, closer to town, closer to things, and you're ready to go now, go for it. You know, don't wait until, uh, oh, the market's going to pick up next year or whatever. You know, if the market looks good and you're ready to do that, do it. Find the right professional to help you understand and interpret the market and what your home is valued, and go for it now, um, because you never know what tomorrow brings. Well, there's so yeah, there's so many factors. There's economic. There's personal. Um, you really just never know in the future what you're going to get. And and the, you're going to really be kicking yourself if in a year from now, you know, you could have sold a year ago for. X amount and probably got it and now the market's slowed down or taking a turn and you know you can't sell your home for anything and now you need to uh, and in the I guess um, on the contrary if you were to sell the home a year later and say make an extra five percent then great you you know you could have increased that five percent but you're gonna kick yourself more in the opposite direction and putting something putting your money into another home which is also appreciating as well, likely similarly, right. uh, is that's more worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's tip number one. Don't, Don't try. try to time the market. Tip number two, price it right, or pricing right, market dictates not what your neighbors say, not what you've paid for it, not what you want or need to get, and not what you put into it. You have to price it right. You no longer are selling your house. You're selling a buyer their house. So buyers and agents have uh, access to more data now than ever before, as Greg mentioned. 
you know, now is the time because we know how to do a comparative market analysis and check what a home is truly worth. So pricing is more critical in today's market than ever. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, overpricing it, underpricing it, pricing it just right. Greg, give me an example of of overpricing a home. Oh, I'll give you an example. Well, okay. Say say the house's market value is three fifty, but and, and in this neighborhood, three fifty is that's it. I mean, it's very clear. It should be give or take three hundred percent because there's other houses that are the same floor plan, same lot size, same year, same year, all Got that it. good stuff. Okay. Um, but you need to get twenty thousand more, so you list it at three seventy. Well, guess what? The buyers. They don't care that you need to get twenty thousand dollars more, and they're going to offer you. Guess what? Three fifty at best, maybe even at less. Best. Yeah, yeah, maybe even less. Because well, what'll happen is the the house will sit It'll because sit people know that it's overpriced. Yeah, and the longer it sits, There's then it has a bad, relationship. Right, yeah, it gets a bad stigma that you know there's something wrong with this house when really. It's just overpriced because other houses are, are still selling. The longer it sits on the market, the less amount of money you're likely to get. It's just like the when the brand new model car comes out, everybody wants the brand new 2020 version of it. Um, and then, you know, as the years go by, it gets less desirable. You know, do you really want a 1995 or do you want that brand new one? It's the same thing as the house hitting the market. People want the, the hottest house, the hottest, hottest house, newest brands, yeah. house on the market. So Ian, give me an example if you underprice a home well, in the same $350,000 scenario. Yeah. Well, you you definitely can underprice the home, but the, the thing with underpricing is that <coughs> let's say the home is $350,000 and you decide to come to the market at $345,000. And part of the reason you're doing that is because you need to sell it quickly. Well, again, just the way the market reacted to the overpriced listing, the market's going to react to the underpriced listing, and there's a good chance that maybe you'll get more than one offer to maybe five in Austin. We see 12 to 15 offers sometimes right. in that price point, and naturally the price is going to get pushed up, possibly over market, over that 350 market value. So right. the, the market corrects itself and brings it back up to where it whether you're be. too high or too low correct yeah. and there are times i think and we'll talk about this later in the show where underpricing doesn't necessarily mean going to market underpricing it means selling it off market underpricing yeah and you know to these wholesalers or other platforms and we'll talk about that a little bit later totally and then pricing it just right uh and in, in our opinion and we all kind of share the same opinion here is Determining what the market shows, interpreting the market, looking at that data, and pricing it aggressively right at 350. Uh, and, and people say, "Oh, well, you know, if we price it," and I have clients all the time. If we price it where, you know, it, it probably should price, then we're going to get offers that are much less than that. That's not true in today's market. Not not here in Austin anyway. Maybe maybe some places, but the 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 idea of and I, this is the struggle is when you have the the hardest clients to deal with is when you have clients that say. We don't really have to sell right now, you know. We we would like to just price it high, see what we can get, yeah. And then it's you terrible. know, and, we'll, and why is this bad? It's anyone because it's uh, the desire for that house goes down. People wonder what's wrong with that house. Why didn't it sell yet? It's the same principle of that overpricing that we mentioned. Yeah. 
But if you price it accurately at 350, you're gonna get one, two, or a few solid offers from clients that see the value in that home, uh, and you ultimately will get everything you deserve out of that out of that home. So, pricing it accurately, tip two, is very important. And of course, the way to, to do that is it leads us to our third tip, which Ian is going to talk about. Number three. Compare apples to apples when deciding who to hire. So hiring the right agent is a huge decision. I mean, it's, it's huge in, in, in this day and age where, you know, there's the easy button for a lot of the things we're used to doing. The same thing's happening in the real estate world. So you get this with anything. There's different levels of service, different experiences that you can receive when you're selling your home. and when you, a lot of times people are money conscious, they wanna make the most money, but in, they, in their head they, they, they say they wanna save the most too, but paying a discount doesn't always mean that you're gonna wind up netting the most money. That's right. In the long run. And I think we wanted to take this opportunity to discuss some of the alternatives that are out there. So we are kind of uh, described as a traditional agent there's discount services out there and what are now known as iBuyers that we're going to discuss. So Open Door. Mm -hmm. All the rave right now, all over the commercials. Open Door is popular. The thing is, it's been around forever, just not on that kind of platform. They just have a huge reach. They have a lot of money. Wholesalers have been around forever. Really what a wholesaler is, is they're coming in and they're buying your house for much less than it's worth. And they pay cash, they make it easy, and why are you doing it? Convenience. That That's is it. that is the only reason. And and sometimes someone just absolutely needs to sell it tomorrow and yeah. they have to wipe their hands clean of that house. And this might be an option for them. Uh, the open door platform primarily focuses on homes that are what? 20, 30, 40 years old. They're not really looking at brand new because they know that the margins aren't there for them. Yeah. They're hoping to get a home that they can put some money into and then you know, flip it, essentially. Um, so convenience for the open door. That's, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. I actually did an open door offer on my house, the house I live in. Just to see, of course. Just to see. And the offer was lower than what I could have gotten if I sold it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they charge 8%. In service fees. What? 8%, which a typical traditional agent charges 6%, 6% total, 3% on the sell side, 3% to goes to the buy side. Jeez. Yep. So they charge an 8% service fee, and then on top of that, they have closing costs, and that's before an inspection. They still send an inspector out there, so that number, the, the initial offer, is going to get reduced once they inspect and they say, well, we're taking off $5,000 because your AC is old. So, so just for... Simplicity. I mean, are you probably getting what 10, 20 percent less than what your house is worth? Uh, I th- honestly, it really depends. It was not as far off as I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be much lower, but then when I saw the fees, that's where they make up the difference because they're able to put it back on the market, yeah. sell it, and you know, not pay as many fees when they're well. In your scenario, then all in all, I mean, it's probably 15 to 20 percent less, right? If yep. you're considering the eight percent plus totally whatever decrease in value yeah so that you would do that strictly for convenience 
What about those other companies like Redfin, Rex, you know, different ones like that that yeah. are coming on? The they're scene. making a lot of noise in the market because they're offering their service at a discounted price, which yeah. people like discounts. Yeah. But, I mean, what are some scenarios you guys have run into where you, maybe you paid a discount, thought you were going to get something or get a, a type of service and learned the hard way that you don't um, always... Well, you well, perfect example actually is haircuts. Head, haircuts could be it. <laughs> That's that, not. Dude. You're not talking about today's haircut, are you? No, I, I paid good <laughs> money for this haircut and I like it. Greg, but I've, Greg I've, got a fancy I've got haircut cheap today. haircuts, and you can tell. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that. For me, it's uh, and I think it's very important is headphones. Yeah. Have you guys ever or or like app fake knockoff? Apple products. Yeah, yeah. Um, you ever go on Amazon, buy some that look just like it, and then you get it, and it's either one not compatible with your device for whatever reason, or two, they're crap. The crap. sound quality to any any tech um, gadgets that you get, they're knockoff. Yeah, it's the wrong. In the same scenario, or in in the same context, what does it mean to get? you know, a Redfin or another service. How is that vary from a traditional agent? You well, get what you pay for. Yeah. What are Oh, what are they varies? I I've been I've heard that they're somewhat like just an order taker, like you tell them what to do. Um and they don't they don't take charge. That's just what I hear. I never work with one. And I think I think it's it varies, right? Cuz you're going to have some Redfin agents that do work well and I've worked with yeah. them. I've been on the other side of deals. Um for the most part, in my personal experiences, I go to reach out to them, and I don't get a lot of... Communication is a tough... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's awful. Why is that? And I've learned, maybe, I don't know for sure, not putting any company down, but a lot of these other brokerages, the way they pay those agents are... Um, They're salary, salary employee. So salary. they're not paid at closing the way a traditional agent is. Do you think somebody working for you who's paid at the end of the deal is going to work harder for you than someone who's salaried. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd say that's a possibility. So, yeah. And they're giving you, they're giving you service. You're going to get professional photos. You know, I don't know how often they update you and all that, but, but, um, Greg brought up a good point earlier when we were discussing this, that the job isn't, signing a listing agreement and then your house closes and it's done right what'd you call it a you said my clients are forever clients forever clients so what does that what does that mean like what are some of the things after they close on their home that they're still going to get for you from year after year after year yeah without paying you so uh, a full service brokerage is going to help you protest your property taxes every year to lower your tax bill and save you money on a yearly basis on a yearly basis yeah um, they're going to invite you to client appreciation events. They are going to give you a pie. That's something that I like to do <laughs> around the holidays. Um, and also in any preferred vendor, like say your, your AC goes out yeah, after your home warranty expires, we're going to let you know who you should work with because that's important. They're going to save you the most money. They're going to, you know, obviously provide the best service. A lifelong resource for your home. Right. So obviously, and it do, it just never ends. Yeah. If they are a lifelong resource, you can expect that 
they want to do you right, not only the first time, but every time after that when they're working with you uh, and keeping you up to date on what the market, sh you know, what, on, on the data of the, of the market to show you, hey, here's the neighborhood you're in, here's what's going on. That way in the future, if and when you decide to sell again, you're very well informed and you know what's, yeah. you know. Um, and, and when you're, when you're a seller interviewing agents, trying to figure out who you're going to work with, when we said apples to apples before, yeah, there's the full service traditional agent compared to the discount agents or companies, but there's also traditional versus traditional. You might have two people coming in competing for the job and you want to know when they're delivering their market plan, do they, do they sound confident? Are they actually going to do what they're saying they're going to do and right. or are they I mean, saying it with conviction? Right, right. Are they just reading off of a... A pamphlet and say oh I do this oh wait I also do this or are they going in there and telling you a story um, a, a true story about what they do to get your house sold do they walk the walk yep because in the end the marketing plan is everything you know how how much your home is exposed all over the internet what their resources are are they gonna actively prospect buyers are they going to vet everybody that comes through the door and make sure they're well qualified and able to purchase a home and not somebody working at, you know, Starbucks that has a ten to thirteen dollar an hour is going to be able to afford a six hundred thousand dollar house? Yeah. You know, no offense to them, they might be able to, <laughs> but I'm just saying, generally yeah, speaking, a lot of coffee for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, generally speaking, you need to make sure that these agents are really servicing you. Um, at the full capacity you deserve. So yep. comparing apples to apples. Cool. Cool. So, so number one, don't don't try to time the market. Number two, price it right. Number three, compare apples to apples when deciding who to hire. Number four, Greg. Focus on the money makers when selling to maximize your returns. Did you just shake your money maker when you said that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Do you want me to do it again? I kind of do. What are the money makers? What's this show all about? <laughs> So kitchen upgrades, folks, right? People people love kitchens. They love the kitchen. They love to eat in there and cook and entertain, etc. And they're in there for many hours. The focal life. Yes, that's right. So countertops, update them. Fixtures, update them. Cabinets, you guessed it. Update them. Maybe, maybe though, right? Yeah, that's right. Good yeah. call, John. You, you don't call. always want to update them because no. No. sometimes a home that's in a lower valued neighborhood that doesn't need all those bells and whistles in order to sell mm -hmm. you can put ten thousand dollars into it but you're probably not going to get that return on it yeah. what are the types of countertops that we're seeing most lots with of quartz. upgrades quartz quartz and granite yeah that's Boom. that's the top i mean there's other things there's different levels different grades of those but you're seeing a lot of that yeah. one general rule you you want to follow you don't necessarily want to have the biggest house on on the block and you don't want to have the the nicest house either you want to kind of fit the mold of the neighborhood uh now let's talk about a little bit about the master bathroom upgrades um uh, you know second to the kitchen they're going to the bathroom because you spend a lot of time seven years of your life in that bad boy seven right? years yeah that's the average for per person so uh, if you're going to do anything, what do you what do you guys think uh, about the master bath? What's the most important part? We've seen I'm, a lot of tubs I'm still lately. dumbfounded by the seven years thing. I wonder where this damn statistic came from, but I'll go with it. <laughs> Google um, it. You'll think see. about tile floor. Like, if, if the tiles 
old and old the grout is dirty. Oh, gross. Put new tile in. If the tile in the shower oh, needs to yeah. be updated. Clean up the shower. Clean Resurface up the, shower. the shower. Of course, the cabinetry and the and the countertops in there, do you want it to match your kitchen countertops or do you want a unique countertop in there? I mean, so kitchen. Yeah. And getting bathrooms. those, putting a new vanity in usually is not that expensive. Nope. You get it on expensive. Amazon. And go on YouTube can become a, a DIY project. Boom. Ikea that bitch. Sweat equity. Yeah. Flooring. We talked a little bit upon flooring before. If you got carpet in your bathroom, take it out for love of you know who. Just take it out. Yeah, I hope people don't have carpet in their bathrooms. Although I have oh, I, I have see it seen all the time. It. Yeah. I saw it's this unreal. Video. It's unreal. Uh, Greg, did you know that Greg and I actually did a deal together last year? Did. Oh, and you know that. yeah, that's how we met. We replaced the carpet before putting it on the market. It was love at first contract. It was love at first contract. It was, the, the, the carpet was terrible. My clients yeah. were like, do we really have to replace it? Can't we just get a deep clean? It was in the bathroom, you're saying? No, this was throughout the, okay. the whole upstairs all and upstairs. all in the bedrooms. So the cost of doing that versus steaming it was not a huge, huge difference. And when your buyer came in, did she object that the floors are, that the carpets are gross? Nope, not at all. It eliminates an objection. So. If you have carpet, it's such an easy fix, it might be worth a couple thousand dollars to replace it in order to eliminate that objection. And and if they want to change the floors after, they can do that. What if somebody doesn't have the money to pay for these, you know, plank oak flooring or this beautiful wood flooring? Are there alternatives? I know that I'm seeing a lot of the, uh, the wood tile or the yeah. laminate, well, you know. It's funny you ask that because there's a lot of companies out there that will do it if you're selling your house, and then you pay them at closing. At closing. Hmm. Out of your net proceeds. Yep. That's what my clients did. They didn't pay for the floors up front. Oh. When we closed, they and sent they the- they pay a little bit of a premium maybe? No. No? Nope. No, there's tons of companies that are doing it now because yeah. they get the business. Okay, so, really so, so obviously, the do those upgrades based on the professional opinion you know, mm -hmm. between you and your realtor, exactly. what you decide is worth putting into, and then decide: does the neighborhood call for those high-end things like the the real wood, or is it okay to do laminate? In some cases, just sold a house in South Austin where the carpet was original from 1972. Oh my god! You can only imagine. Dear god, was it shaggy? It was. It was. It was a little shaggy, and it was a little disgusting. Oh. <laughs> so I said, folks. Rip this carpet out and leave the concrete. And guess what? We got five, five offers on that bad boy and sold eight thousand dollars over over asking. Okay, because they didn't want to do a full on. Let me replace everything. Let's let someone else do that, but we'll sell it kind of as is and exactly. Right. So it really all depends. Really, really all depends. Yeah. Which is why you collaborate effort with your agent to see what makes sense. Okay. Oh, curb appeal. Huge. How does the house look from the outside? What does someone see when they drive by? Are your trees trimmed? Trees trimmed, dude. What about your bushes? Mulch can go such is a, a lifesaver. Yeah, it's so cheap. Cheap. Put some black mulch in front of the house in the flower beds. Make it look delicious. And and you, it you, makes it pop. It makes it pop. Yeah. Also, a welcome mat. Yes. If you have a grungy old welcome mat that's torn at the and frayed first the edges, impression. Throw that thing out. Go to Hobby Lobby. Go to Walmart. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. 
get a welcome at again is it going to bring you thousands of dollars more no but it's that like greg just said first impression when people walk up to the house they see a fresh welcome mat it's not a it's not it doesn't let a negative thought enter their brain right when it's, there is a grungy mat it does and how about how about something as simple as like in an older house you know 10 plus years or older you know a painted door mm-hmm. and a dingy old door how about just painting the door a fun color or yes you know i think i i especially in austin you see you see red doors you see blue doors you see yellow you see all kinds of different colors and of course do it based on the neighborhood and the the look and everything but i think that can go a long way as well totally it's kind of like why disney world keeps their bathrooms so clean they spend a lot of money to keep them so clean the whole idea is to not give people a reason to not come back Hmm. which is essentially the approach you take when getting your house ready for sale it's like bucky's have you guys ever been to Bucky's? Oh, Bucky's Immaculate. Is I would eat off their bathroom floor. Yes. I would lick their bathroom okay, floor. That's disgusting. Lick it. Also, I'll give you ten bucks to lick it. That's gross. I'll do it. They do. They got about sixty urinals in there. It's and it's pristine. And like private urinals, but yes, everywhere privacy. is super clean. And the fact that I leave Bucky's, I've been there twice. Only the fact twice. That I, yeah, I didn't even know it really existed till last year. Dear God, I'm not from Dude's Texas. Never been to Pennybacker Bridge till last year. <laughs> couple last week wow. driven over it i just never took a selfie yeah but i left bucky's and all i was talking about were the the beaver nuggets and the bathrooms that was my so beaver nuggets. as greg said don't give people a reason to not want to buy your house or not come back do all those things to handle the objections on the front end focus on the money makers so that's why the money is made in the preparation of the sale. That's right. right. Totally. Money's <clears throat> in the prep. All right. And then, of course, other other small things like popcorn ceilings, all that good stuff. You know, that that's that's important, too. Um, but, again, focus on the money makers. This woman last week called them cottage cheese ceilings. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, we need to get, we or she said we scraped the cottage cheese ceilings. And I was like, what did you just call that? Dude, it looks like Doesn't that make it sound so, so much grosser really than popcorn? Does. Yeah. Oh. It looks more like cottage cheese and popcorn. It actually does. That's a good point. So, just saying. She's pretty smart. You're right. Yeah. Did she come up with that or is that know. a thing? I have no idea. I I've never threw up it. when she said it. <laughs> I never spoke. She ran out of the house. <laughs> Tip number five. Number five. 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 Adjust to feedback throughout the time that your house, the house is listed on the market. Yes. So you've gotten to the point where you <clears throat> are ready to sell. You've priced it right. You've picked the right agent. You've made all the necessary adjustments, and now it's on the market. It's very important to communicate regularly with your real estate professional. Determine an appropriate day time to discuss what's going on throughout the process. So for Personally, and I know you guys do something similar, I always pick a day throughout the week, whether it's a Monday or Tuesday, to say, hey, we're going to talk at this time every week Yeah. to this house on the market, if, of course, it even makes it that long. Um, but we allocate that time to discuss, hey, what's happened over the last week? What's happened over the weekend? Here's the feedback we've received. And then how do we make those adjustments based on that, if yeah. we need to at all? Um, you know, how many showings are we getting? 
what's uh, a rule that we've kind of followed is the whole 10 showings or 10 days uh, and no offers, then you should consider adjusting the price. Because yep. if you're getting, if you've got 10 people that have come through the door and you've made it 10 days long, and of course it all is relative all to the market. the market. I have homes in Laga Vista out here that sit on the market for three, four months and yep. that's normal. Um, but if you're getting that many showings and no offers, something's got to give, whether it's condition, price, but the people are going through the door, right? So why That's are they right. making the offers? Yep. Uh, so you have to adjust to that feedback. And so, you know, a properly priced home shouldn't have a ton of price reductions, but sometimes you just don't get exactly what you thought you would. Uh, so you need to listen to that feedback and consider making the right, you know, price corrections when necessary. Yep. And don't be close-minded, you know. Look at what's happening with your, with, with your home, listen to your agent, have that discussion and, and work collaboratively to ultimately both of your both of you have the same end goal. It's get the help, get the home sold. So be open to that and, and be flexible. Be a team. So Greg, remind everyone what the five tips are. Tip number one, don't try to time the market. Two, price it right. The market dictates the price, not what your neighbor says or what you paid for. Three, compare apples to apples when deciding who to hire for your real estate professional. Four, focus on the money makers when selling to maximize your returns. Five, adjust to feedback throughout the time your home's listed. Boom, there you have it. Boom. Guys, every time this, we get to this segment coming up here, I start shaking a little bit out of excitement. I mean, I just... I don't know. It makes me feel like I gotta go to the bathroom even a little bit. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I can't wait for this part. What is it called? It's called the Weekly Bro, 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 Bro. <laughs> that just gets creepier every time. <laughs> that was the creepiest yet. This but. week's Weekly Brew, which earlier we said is a secret, is no longer a secret. Perfect Game which is the nation's flagship baseball scouting organization. Mm, sounds so exciting, right? Not really. However, it's moving to it's moving its national headquarters to Hutto, which Hutto is an outskirt of Austin, Texas. Yeah, just north of Pflugerville, northeast of Pflugerville. Right. Probably what, 25, 35 minutes away? 40. 40? 40? Without traffic. Oh. No traffic. Okay, so it's a little out there. It's a hike. Yeah. Well, that being said, it's bringing its national headquarters there um, nice and cheap this with that's it's the city's first indoor sports and events center and convention hotel the project is going to bring 800 million dollars in private investment to Hutto which is the single largest economic development deal in the city's history what city like the city of Hutto mm, city, city of Hutto, Hutto. Oh my which gosh. I mean you can probably say the same for Georgetown or Round Rock this is massive unreal Otis Jones who's Hutto City Manager and CEO, says Perfect Game is a game changer in terms of diversifying our tax base, in particular our tourism, hotel, and convention business. Right. It will benefit Hutto and the Central Texas region by infusing $200 million annually in direct spending to our local community, creating demand for more than 150,000 hotel room nights. 
and bringing Hutto a 13,000-seat indoor sports arena. What? So this is going to be a multi-purpose, highly functional, and very versatile sporting environment. It's like the size of Frank Irwin Center, 13. Is it? Probably, yeah. We need a pro baseball team to play there, is what I think. Well... There's going to be a lot Capitals. of there's going to be a lot of professional athletes that come in and out of there. I mean, this is the the headquarters for the largest scouting organization. So it's not only going to be a fun like tourist attraction and a bunch of go online and search. It's called Perfect Game National Headquarters. Super cool. It's going to be designed to attract both again the tourism and also events there at the center. So I think this is like the the reason we brought this up and. The, and the weekly brew <clears throat> is just to show it's not just Austin it's the surrounding things going down in Austin yeah, which is only growing it's it's like Houston it has so many sections to it and parts to it that's what we're becoming yes yeah. and of course so if you live in the outskirts you're still it's you know, you're still part of all, like Austin is just expanding to all of those the greater Austin area right? greater Austin area yeah so alrighty well as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope you enjoyed part Thank two you. of our three-part real estate series. Be on the lookout for part three. We've also got some great interviews scheduled in the upcoming weeks that you will not want to miss. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and the other platforms that you might listen to your podcasts on. We'd always love a five-star rating. Five-star. 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 And how about maybe a little comment? I think you can leave a, a little comment there. Yeah. Little, how much you love listening to these three guys drink beer how about instagram don't forget to follow us on instagram at what's brewing atx be sure to tune in next week stay hydrated austin cheers mate cheers